Did you know in Arizona, taxpayers have choices about where to direct their state taxes? If you have a desire to help families afford the education they choose for their children, sit back, listen, and be inspired. You are listening to Creating Future Leaders with Catholic Education Arizona. Welcome to Creating Future Leaders. I am Colleen McCoy-Sika, the Director of Strategic Partnerships for Catholic Education Arizona, and I am very excited to welcome my guest today. Uh, Before we jump in and start talking to our guests, though, I just want to give our listeners a little bit of background on Catholic Education Arizona. Catholic Education Arizona is a school tuition organization that accepts tax credit contributions from individuals and corporations and turns them into scholarships for students. At CEA, we create future leaders. So as I stated, I'm very excited to welcome my guest today. Uh, she was she was actually there when the state of Arizona created tax credit legislation. She was right in the middle of it. It was a game changer for private education in 1998 when the private education tax credit was established. When Catholic Tuition Organization for the Diocese of Phoenix was created, and that's what it was CTODP before it was CEA, before it became Catholic Education Arizona, it was CTODP. And it was created to provide scholarships for students in the Catholic schools of the Diocese of Phoenix. And Mary Beth Mueller was the superintendent of schools at that time. She was ringside for the development of the organization and remained on the board of directors until her retirement in 2017. Here to talk with me today about the history of tax credits in Arizona and the impact of this program uh, and what the impact of this program has made on Catholic education is my friend and my former boss and mentor, Mary Beth Mueller. Welcome to the podcast, Mary Beth. Thank you, Colleen. Thanks for being here with me today. Why don't you share a little bit more about yourself with the listeners? Well, as you mentioned, I was uh, superintendent for the Diocese of Phoenix. I served in that role for 25 years um, and certainly enjoyed my time working with Catholic schools. Uh, My whole background is Catholic education the entire way. I graduated from college in 1973 and spent the next however many years in Catholic education, serving as a teacher, assistant principal, principal, assistant superintendent, and finally a superintendent. And then I rounded it out with uh, some work in the diocese as the executive director of the Division of Education and Evangelization. But most importantly, it's Catholic education that was my uh, strength, my love, and I continue to work in Catholic education when I'm able. Right. And we're so grateful that you're still involved too. All right. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the history here. So when the private education tax credit came into existence, do you remember how long did it take for it to really start making an impact on the schools and families? Wasn't it an immediate thing that happened right out of the gate or was it a gradual trickle? What do you remember about that? Well, the legislation was passed in 1998 and it was very gradual as to how we had to form the Catholic Tuition Organization Diocese of Phoenix because every school wanted their own tuition organization and one of the requirements was the tuition organization had to serve more than one school. And so we had several meetings as to how to make this happen and finally convinced all of the schools in the Diocese of Phoenix that we really needed an umbrella organization. Now, you know that that would take some convincing because everyone was concerned they weren't going to get their share of the, the monies. So the first year we raised $1.98 million. 
Um, you know, we did hire an executive director, but what happens if the if the state goes against us and we're not able to keep the money, not able to give it to students? And then, of course, we had to figure out how are we going to give this money out in scholarship. So um, there was just a lot involved and a lot to figure out. Our um, our board was very small when we started. There was just three three of us to begin to kind of look at the journey and how how do we make it happen. Um, and that first year, I think we gave out um, not enough scholarships, but enough to get people interested and enough to try sell the corporate tax credit. But everybody was leery. Everybody was kind of, oh, is this going to work? What's going to happen? And then the best news was the court challenge was upheld and we were able to move forward. And then the organization really, really did grow in terms of soliciting the, the monies and convincing people that it really was a tax credit, that it was more than a contribution and what that meant. So funny, but not funny. We still have to convince people that it's a tax credit. We're, t- we're rolling into our 24th year at Catholic Education Arizona, and we still have to convince people that it's a tax credit. Yeah, so some things have changed and some things have not. I cannot even imagine having every school have their own tax credit organization. You know, in retrospect, I'm so glad that things turned out the way that they have with one organization working with all of the schools. I mean, being able to partner with, I think we have 37 schools that we partner with, with Boys Hope, Girls Hope, and of course, St. Michael's Indian School um, as well. That's a perfect number for partnerships. I, I know that, you know, there are there are other STOs that have, you know, hundreds of schools that they partner with, but we really can personalize our partnerships with all of the schools without them having to worry about running their own STOs. I just can't even imagine. But it would be important to, to note that one of the other major challenges at the time when we first started was um, we could not, we did not let schools know who redirected their taxes to that school. And you can imagine that caused all sorts of concern because naturally we want to express our gratitude. So in time, we were able to work through that. But to begin with, it was, well, this is a tax credit and it's not a contribution. It's not a donation. And so how do we how did we preserve the integrity of what the individual wanted or didn't want? So that was that was very important. Now, gratitude is such a, an important part of of what we do. So, you know, whatever, however you had to work through that in the beginning to figure that out. And there are still organizations and there are still individuals who do this anonymously and they and they don't necessarily want to be out in front you know, right. to be thanked. They really do it just, you know, because they believe in the cause. But, um, but we really do try to be very grateful to all of those people who support Catholic education. So, yeah, I, I can see how that would have been sticky. But we still feel like we wish we could give right. more scholarships, of course, right? It's exciting to be in at the beginning of things, but certainly here in Arizona, looking back on how far the organization has come in 24 years, um, you really did amazing things back at the beginning. And for people to be able to say that they wanted their money to go to the general fund or to a Mm -hmm. specific school. But coupled with that, with the corporate tax credit, when we originally started, we did not allow corporations to designate a specific school. Now, we had to work through that as well, because as you might expect, schools didn't want to share any of their corporate donors with CTODP because that might mean less for them. So that was indeed you know, a gradual process as well to talk about what are the strengths, how will it help the general organization, and then how do we 
indeed allow them to, because they really have a relationship with that school, to uh, designate their their donation to that school. So that that also was a process. But I think uh, the early board members were very astute, and we spent a lot of time grappling with how to put processes in place, how to do it the right way. And when we got feedback from the, the school principals, especially, we really listened and tried to adjust to make it the very best organization that was really meeting students' needs the best we could. So speaking of the corporate, so let's let's talk a little bit more about the, the corporate because I know there have been a couple of iterations of the corporate tax credit program over the years. So with the corporate, one thing that we that we I think we've gotten schools to understand now is that they can still receive donations from their corporate donors to their schools. And then the tax credit is actually a separate thing from that. And then, so if the tax credit is shared with um, the general fund or split between a few schools, the school still has that relationship with the donor and the, they can still donate directly to that school. So I, I think that we've done a good job of trying to figure that out over time. But okay, so let's let's talk about that. There are the two different programs. There's the individual tax credit and then there's the corporate tax credit. So in the very beginning, CTODP was was CTODP able to take advantage of both programs at the outset or was there was it only individual and then corporate started no. and how how did you promote both of those? Well, that that indeed was the challenge. But yes, we could do both. But indeed, with the corporate tax credit, it just took longer because it was, you know, who do you know, what what corporations would consider it, and, you know, they had to meet the requirements as well. You know, now the corporate tax credit allows many more corporations to be able to redirect their taxes. That was not the case when it originally was passed, when legislation was passed. It was very specific, and I don't know that I can tell you specifically, but it had to meet certain requirements. There are a number of um, current corporate partners who tell us uh, you know, that they couldn't do it, so they did individual tax credit for a very long time, and then something changed, I want to say around 2006, that allowed more corporations to be able to direct their, their tax liabilities, so... Um, so whatever that was, it must have been that, you know, you could file as an S corp or a C corp or an LLC yes. that yeah. would file as an S corp or a C corp. So it just kind of opened up the criteria a little right, bit. Because those other, yeah, C corp, S corp, that was not allowed to begin with. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So let's see, we also come across a lot, a lot of people still. I think it's probably our biggest hurdle here is we come across so many people who Catholic Education Arizona has been around for so long that people will come up to us at events and say, oh, we know all about you. We've been giving to CEA for, you know, for years. And, you know, we'll say, oh, individual or corporate. And we kind of, you know, we get the sideways look. There are so many people who don't know about the corporate. Yes. And what's amazing about that is that half of the contributions that come into CEA, half of our contributions make up the individual tax credit. And the other half of the amount that we that we have raised is corporate. So we've got 150 corporate partners and you know, a little over uh, somewhere around 10,000 individual. So that 10,000 individual and 150, you get so much bang for your buck if you're a corporate donor to be able to change the lives of so many families and so many children. 
but so many people don't know about it. They only know about the individual. So do you remember any time over the years uh, with the board members, any kind of strategies? Any, how did you promote? How did you try to recruit businesses? Because it's still something that that we you know, have to do. It, it's something we have to overcome. I wouldn't say that we had a, a quarter on the market in terms of strategy. It was, who do you know? And if the principal was involved with a corporation, someone from CTODP or CEA might take that principal with them. But other times, the principal did. The principals did a lot of outreach for on behalf of CTODP or Catholic Education Arizona to help sell market uh, the corporate tax credit. But it was always one of the biggest challenges was to get corporations interested. And you know, at one point they could give it over so many years, and so they might not have that tax liability. So then they couldn't give it a second year or a third year. So that entered into it as well. Um, and the other part of it is staff-wise, we didn't have the people to be able to reach out to corporations. I mean, you know, typical Catholic education, we run very lean structures to try to do the most with what we have. Absolutely. And 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 we still do. Absolutely. What, were, what was the role of the um, executive director and the board members in those early years? Was it just educating people about tax credit? Was it acquisition of individual and corporate donors? Was it just a marketing outreach? What would you say the role was of the, of the board in the beginning? I would say all of the above. The executive director, of course, though, was, you know, we had one person when we first started, an executive director. That's all we had. And she had to do everything. I mean, from not only marketing and getting the tax credits redirected to uh, CTODP, but she also at one point had to fly to Minneapolis to get our applications for student scholarships redirected to someone who could go through the applications and determine scholarship and what the need was. So yes, as I said, we didn't have the people. We finally got somebody hired in the office who could answer the phone, but then, you know, just the normal day-to-day and with corporate tax credit donations being able to be taken until June 30th with that deadline of July 1st, that also added to the stress. But I think we did some some things right. The fact that, um, you know, all applications had to be done by April 15th with their tax filing so that we had the right documentation to determine scholarships and so that we could tell families what the scholarships amount would be by the beginning of August. Now, I know things have been are in much better stead and been able to be moved up because the whole process is much more efficient. But families would be waiting until August to find out if they really had enough scholarship money to be able to send their students to Catholic school. And it would just break your heart when someone called and said, I didn't get enough, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to send my children. And yet I would say kudos to the school principals at that point. They would work with the families to the best of their ability to f- help find additional scholarship monies um, to help the families attend Catholic schools. Wow. I would say that is that is probably still the case. I think that the, the principals themselves do so much to help the families. Uh, you know, as as we said earlier, we always feel like we wish we could give out more scholarship money. And, you know, and, and there are families who, you know, they, they've learned lots of different ways to be able to try to fund, you know, Catholic education for all of their children. But still, it does come down to that relationship that the principal has with the families to really make it work sometimes. So and I think they do a great job. I agree. I agree. 
So the individual and the corporate tax credit programs, uh, as we talked about a little bit, they've gone through several iterations throughout the years, in addition to raising the amount of money that can be put into the the tax credit every year for, for more scholarships for families. But over the years, what do you remember as being some of the big wins that were game changers that occurred uh, perhaps in legislation or in technology? What were some of the big things that you remember over the years that occurred with ITC and CTC that made a huge impact? I would say the first things that come to my mind are the two court challenges, which really have said tax credits are allowed. And I believe just having that scholarship money has really uh, ensured a solid foundation because there's money available to help families. Plus it also increased the diversity and allowed families from all incomes to be able to send their children to Catholic school. Our Catholic schools are not just for those who can pay for it. It's for anyone who wants a Catholic education, and they they certainly have to make some choices to, to make that happen. But anyone who really wants their children in Catholic schools can make it happen, especially with the tax credit program. So I would, I would say that that was just a huge win and continues to be a huge win. And certainly congratulations to CEA on the dollars that you've raised this year more than ever. The challenge always will be the difference in tuition at the elementary level versus the high school level and, you know, that gap and and making that happen and trying to keep costs down. I mean, schools do their very best, but it does cost money to educate a student. It's going to take all of us working together and um, convincing folks to continue to redirect their taxes to a school tuition organization and corporations likewise to do the same. Because you're right, the the corporate dollars just have a huge effect on where the money can go. I think the other big win was from the general fund. And sometimes that was hard to sell, the general fund, because it would go to students who are most in need. And yet everyone is got their favorites, their favorite school. Uh, but the general fund allowed some of our poorer schools that didn't have the same donor base or the parent base or even the the base of folks who recognize what who the school educated to have more equitable funding for for their students and i see that just as a huge win that's great and so over over the course of the years i wonder i, I think that the mission of catholic education arizona has remained the same the the focus of this particular organization really is to make catholic education affordable and accessible to any family that wants it. It's really for, for any family that believes that a Catholic education is, is what their child really needs and, and what would benefit from them and having a Christ-centered education. And so that's what we're really focused on. We are able to help more um, students who are underserved because of that general fund. Has that always been the mission of Catholic Education Arizona? Has has the mission remained solid over these 24 years? Yes, it has. It really has. The mission has remained solid. And at times we grappled with, should we allow student recommendation or student designation? And uh, we never said yes to that over the years because we really didn't feel that was, number one, our mission. Number two, it really was not responding to the gospel in meeting uh, the students' needs and uh, serving uh, what Jesus has called us to do. But that was the beauty of, I think, tuition organization Diocese of Phoenix and then Catholic Education Arizona was we were about educating kids in our Catholic school. That's great. I think we've really set the bar in Arizona and how exciting that you were 
you're on the ground floor of making something happen that is now looked at by the rest of the country as being a gold standard for a tax credit program. So thank you for being part of that. It's so appreciated. I know that was just one piece, one little piece of, of the huge job that you had at that time and the legacy that you were part of. It was exciting. <laughs> and and truly, uh, certainly affirmation for Catholic education and the work that we were doing. It was just a boost to all of our families to say yes. And there's a reason to continue and there's a reason to be able to go to Catholic school. Well, good. We we try to continue on, uh, you know, carrying the torch and and still making all of that possible. And I'm so glad that we're still true to the original mission of the organization. Is there anything else that you can think of that you want to say before we wrap up? Well, I would just express my gratitude to the countless volunteers and individuals who have served on the board, served in their parishes, served in their schools that have uh, continued to market, develop, and celebrate all that the student scholarship tuition organizations do for our students. It really is making a difference. So saying that, what it makes me think of is this army of people that we have, you know, and I think about particularly the outlying parishes, so our San Francisco Diocese, our Immaculate Conception, up at Sacred Heart, you know, we have these um, incredible people who are like school board members and parish council members who really, they, they're the ones that will stand out there and hand out CEA brochures and help our school. And, and that happens here in the Valley too, though, because obviously we're a small company, we can't be everywhere. So we do have these armies of volunteers and they are, they're school people, they're parish people, they're people who just believe in the investment of Catholic education. So really our entire board of directors here at CEA, and then all of those people who out at the parishes on the weekends and at the schools, handing out those brochures and trying to educate people about the tax credit, they make such a difference. So I'm glad you mentioned that. That is so true. I want to thank Mary Beth Mueller for being my guest on the podcast today for your time. And I want to thank our listeners for joining us today. For more information about Catholic Education Arizona, you can visit www.ceaz.org or call us at 602-218-6542. And remember, it's always a great day at CEA. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to Creating Future Leaders with Catholic Education Arizona. For more information, visit us at www.catholiceducationarizona.org.